It's Thursday, May 7th, 2009. Fires and bats and bears. Oh my. Cash for clunkers. Plus a 25-year light bulb. All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Follow our yellow brick road to the Emerald City. This is your Green News Report. Till it's gone, it'd be a paradise. Put up a fucking line. Okay, here she is, the woman behind the curtain. Desi Doyen with your Green News headlines. <laughs> the Obama administration has until Saturday to overturn another Bush administration midnight regulation that took away key legal protections for polar bears. Six months ago, the Bush administration declared polar bears endangered, but then in December they pushed through a new special rule that said courts can only consider impacts to bears that occur inside the Arctic Circle. That means that anything that happens outside the Arctic can't be considered, like, so, say, greenhouse gases. G- greenhouse gases all over the world... That's global because warming. Because they're not created inside the Exactly. Arctic, they know, can't, the Endangered Species Act can't be used to halt those emissions. Plus, the polar bears aren't U.S. citizens, so there are no protections. <laughs> and this was just a special rule that was just for polar bears, not for anybody else. And it does become permanent on Saturday if the Interior Department doesn't do anything. Is, he, uh, is Obama expected to change that before Saturday? At this point, there doesn't seem to be any move to do so. Really? The U.S. wildfire season is starting a little early this year with fires already raging in Arizona, California, and Texas. But a new study out this month in an ecological research journal concludes that climate change doesn't necessarily lead to more wildfires. Now, recent studies have linked warmer, drier weather to an increase in wildfires, but this study's authors say that their data indicates that historically, in some places, climate change can lead to new types of fire-resistant vegetation that moves in to replace oil-based plants. So, so a few weeks ago, we had wildfires down in Australia earlier than usual, as I recall, and it was said because it was such a dry season. Right, and not only that, but many of Australia's vegetation is oil-based, and some of that was widespread conversion of land for industrial production of oil-based eucalyptus trees, and that is something that caused those greater wildfires. But over time, as, as things get warmer... Uh, perhaps new vegetation grows in and, and makes these places more fire resistant. Yes, and the study, okay. they actually looked at Alaska 10,000 years ago. So this is only in some places that this vegetation could change. Something is killing bats in the United States, and it is spreading. The so Joker? Is it the Joker? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, okay. It's a fungus. The Forest Service is closing off access to thousands of caves to halt the spread of what researchers believe may be a fungus. It's estimated to have killed 500,000 bats already. Now, bats are a key component of the ecosystem, controlling insect populations, oh, like mosquitoes, and they say that the fungus is not harmful to humans, but they're closing the caves in 33 states as a precaution in case it can be spread on shoes or equipment. How do you, how do you close a cave. Well, you close access to it. You don't let people tramp about in them. Oh, I see. So the bats can still get in and exactly. out. Exactly. The they just close people access gotcha. to the caves. This week, President Obama met privately with key House Democrats to discuss issues relating to the passage of the first ever landmark climate change and energy legislation. And surprisingly, it's not only Republicans, but also Democrats from conservative coal-producing states that are working to water down this legislation that's currently under negotiation. The wheeling and dealing is underway. The administration may compromise on incentives for the nuclear power industry, on offshore drilling, delaying a cap-and-trade system for a few years, even giving away carbon permits to industries for free instead of auctioning them and returning the money to taxpayers. And this is thanks to really the Democrats 
Democrats. Democrats in the coal states. The, the blue, blue dog, dog Democrats, Democrats. And all of those. That's great. Lucky companies. I'm glad they have a voice in Congress. As one climate expert has said, though, timing really does matter. We really are pushing our luck in emissions levels if we want to avoid the worst effects of climate change. And delaying emissions legislation brings us closer to dangerous tipping points. One concrete item that did emerge from the meeting with the White House is an agreement with Congress to offer a cash for clunkers program. It's modeled after similar initiatives in Europe to spur car sales by offering vouchers to consumers to trade in their old gas guzzlers in favor of fuel-efficient cars of up to 4500 bucks. Cool. Really? So is this, they've decided they're going to do this as they've part of the plan? They've decided they're going to introduce this legislation. We'll see what happens. I can turn in Senate. my old crappy car and get $4,500 towards a new fuel-efficient car. That's the plan so far. It still has to be negotiated in Congress. I like the idea. I'm sure the Democrats will screw it up. An all-new light bulb has entered the race to replace the traditional light bulb. Introduced yesterday at a lighting industry convention in New York, and yes, they have conventions for those too. The Ferox bulb is a LED light bulb that they say will beat both traditional incandescent bulbs and CFL bulbs. According to its manufacturers, it has the same lighting output as a traditional bulb and surpasses CFLs because it's dimmable and recyclable and doesn't contain toxic mercury. In July, the Ferox bulb will be available on Amazon.com for $50. $50? For a light bulb? Yes, but the company says the bulb will last 25 years and should pay for itself within four. Really? Yeah. 25 years for a light bulb? Yeah. And and will it have the same uh, toxic problems that the CFL bulbs have? No, it will not. It will be an LED that's recyclable. And it it should be noted that lab results aren't the same as real-world performance, so we'll see what happens when they actually come out. Read about all of that and much more at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. Got love letters, hate letters for us? We'd love to hear from you. Send them to greennews at bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. Now don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got Till it's gone To be in paradise Put up a fucking lie